stopped. Get him stopped. Welcome to Open Red, Credentials Denied. Your home for World of Outlaws and Dirt Car conversation and news. On this week's show, we hear from Jacob Allen after sweeping the Jason Johnson Classic at Lake Ozark. Robert Ballou puts on a show in extreme outlaw action. Plus, which racetracks have the worst cell phone service? I'm Mike Warren, and joining me in the studio are your hosts, Chris Dolak and me. All right, welcome back on episode seven. Uh, we are one man down now. I guess we're actually we're not one man down now. This is just this is the crew now. I believe we got him. No, no, we got him for one more show. One more show. Just one more show. He'll be back next week, as far as I know. Oh well, we got to figure out what we're going to record next week because Dirt Vision Studios are <laughs> going to be undergoing some renovations. So uh, we'll cross that bridge when we get. But you said one more week, huh? Yeah. What, would you, you we'll talk see. him into it? No, I didn't talk him into it. <laughs> he's he's. Yeah, our boy Nick. Yeah, if I were him, I'd try to go a week early so I could have been at Long Beach, but that's just me. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, we're we're here to talk dirt racing. Um, We had some racing this weekend. We had the Jason Johnson Classic out there at Lake Ozark Speedway with a very popular win by um, Jacob Allen, who we'll hear from here in a little bit. Uh, What do you guys think of the, the Saturday feature down there at Lake Ozark? Well, the the battle up well the battle was pretty good throughout, but uh, those two guys, uh, Jacob and Brady Bacon, uh, battling through traffic and all that up front. Yeah, that, that was a pretty wild feature. It was pretty cool to see. I thought it was, I thought it was an awesome feature, and I'm just really happy. You know, there's a turning point in a lot of drivers' career where they, you know, you test the waters and you see if you can get away with it, get away with it, and and he tested it to see if he could get away with it, and he got away with it. <laughs> yeah, you know, he he just. I don't think it's dirty at all. No, I mean you get we we're starting to see it everywhere now. I've seen it for years in go karts, but <laughs> yeah. um, you know you get close and you see that you see that you've got a shot to win. You're faster than the guy in front of you. You you you've got a better car, or whatever the case is, and um, you know if if it's if it's my kid in front, I'm. I'm I'm angry. Yeah. If it's my kid in second, I'm like, hey, he's trying to win. That's my boy. <laughs> <laughs> so it's all in the eye of the beholder. But uh it was pretty exciting, pretty exciting win. And um, you know, I who knows, Brady wound up having a tire go down anyway. Yeah. So you don't really know what would have happened there. It was the right rear, so it wasn't it wasn't related to the wasn't contact. Related to contact. So yeah. So it was uh, but it was pretty exciting for sure, watching those guys back and forth and up and down and they were trying whatever they could to get through that uh, traffic, and at one point, Jacob splitting two cars high and low. Yep. And, I mean, it was it was they got they got their money's worth. Well, I mean, out of all the races, when you think about it, for Jacob to do that in the Jason Johnson Classic, um, I got a quote back from Knoxville: "Shit, I wanted to win." Yeah, yeah. there you go. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there you go. That's that's all he needed for that one. Yep. Yep, and uh, I. I think that, you know, there wasn't a lot of scuttlebutt on the internet, you know, bashing Jacob. I, I think that in my book, that's that's a clean move, man. You got to do what you got to do to win a race. And anyone, even in the second period, Brady Bacon, you got to understand that. Well, outside of Carson Macedo winning that race, I think it's the most popular win, win you could have had yeah. in the Jason Johnson Classic. And I mean, outside of Macedo for obvious reasons, I, right, mean, right, that, right. That, I don't think it could have went much better. So speaking of Brady Bacon, who he, Brady Ran uh, both the Extreme Outlaw Sprint Cars series presented by Low, Low E. Did I do it? They got it. I got Nailed it. it. It only took me seven episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so Brady Bacon ran uh, both both of those features and was a contender in both those features. It did not see what happened in the, the wingless race. He uh, was in the bottom of one and two and uh, just kind of kind of looped it. Yeah. Uh, he was racing. He, they were all battling. That was I mean, you got to give credit to the Dirt Vision camera guys. Yeah. Because they had some angles that were tremendous. And, and of course, uh, Austin again was there with the drone. Um, there were some crazy flips that he caught too yeah. with that thing. But they were right on everything. And uh, yeah, Brady kind of looped it in the, like the bottom of one and two. And um, you could see he was angry. He was pounding the wheel. Um, and that was kind of that for him there. But, um, but even at that, uh, uh, Leary had to come back through. He wasn't in the lead. They were all three, four wide there, battling back and forth, up, down, sideways. It was 
pretty was, good. It was two really good features on Saturday yeah. night, no question. Uh, you know, credit to everything at Lake Ozark. It, it, it was a fun race. Yeah. And, you know, we'll, we'll get into more of that a little bit, bit but not, not too much more on the uh, racing side other than that. Big Block's got a little bit before they kick things off and, well, late models. Yeah, late yeah. models don't race. We're back in action, not not this week, but next week. Next but week. Then once we get going, we pretty much don't stop. So yeah, you'll get into the heart of the season, and then it's uh, it's pretty much full throttle from there on out. So let's take a quick break. We'll come back and listen to our quick interview with Jason uh, uh, Jacob Allen. Jacob Allen. Jacob Allen. We just got done talking to him. You can't remember his name. Are you kidding me? I have some timers, man. I can't help it. So <laughs> I'm not quite Alzheimer's yet. K1 Race Gear is proud to be the official safety gear provider of the World of Outlaws. Over half the World of Outlaws competitors trust K1 Race Gear with all their safety product needs. Whether it's premium custom suits, gloves, or shoes, K1 Race Gear has you covered. Find out more at www.k1racegear.com and follow us along at, at K1 Race Gear on all social media platforms. K1 Race Gear, the racer's brand of safety gear and apparel. I just want to say congratulations on the win. What, how, you know, like you said, you've uh, been battling uh, all season. You've been right up there, had some bad luck, and and you were not going to be denied on Saturday night. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, it was a lot, definitely a lot of fun and rewarding. So, you know, you've, as you said, you know, you, you were, you were probably as aggressive as I've seen you racing uh, to get that once you, you were up front battling with Brady. Uh, gave the, the lead away. You said you went high, came back, and, and got it back on the bottom. Uh, just kind of walk through those. What, what's going through your mind down those closing laps? Well, I was just, you know, behind lap traffic there, and, you know, just felt like I was slowing my pace down and not really knowing what I should do. I was just running behind the lap cars so many laps that I slowed my pace down I felt like too much that uh, I thought, okay, I better just give it a nice rip around the top and I probably should be able to get around it. And, um, you know, when I did that, by the time I'm to the exit of uh, three and four, you know, I see Brady going by me and, you know, that wasn't a great feeling by any means. And then, you know, seeing, you know, the laps are getting closer, like five to go, you know, I thought, well, I'm going to have to do something and I need to get close enough to Brady to, you know, make a move and it's going to be, it's going to have to be an aggressive move, you know, to get by him. Well, it worked out for you. Um, so, you know, when you won your first one at Dodge city, it was kind of late in the season or you're getting toward the, the championship run down toward world finals. This time it's pretty early in the year. How does that change your your mindset, your perspective? You got that win out of the way. Does it kind of put you at ease a little bit more? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think, you know, just having speed, um, you know, seems like uh, every race so far this year I've had some pretty decent speed that I just wanted to, you know, um, you know, win one. You know, I've been in the position to win, and I just don't want, you know, the season to go by and you know not win when you're competing um at the front so you know that helps in a lot of ways um when you win you get you know you get paid good it's good for the points and um um you know it feels good so um only 13 races in it definitely you know makes me proud um to get that over with um early and also proud you know to show something, to, you know, for my team and my guys who, you know, work hard for me as well. You know, they, I think they deserve it. So what is the World of Outlaws most recent winner? What's he doing on a, on a Monday Monday afternoon? Uh, right now I'm fishing and it's raining and I got both my crew guys with me and we're not having any luck. We're just, <laughs> well, I don't know. One of them I just caught a fish. Did you just catch that? Well, we caught one fish, so maybe the weather changes. <laughs> there you go, baby. The weather will change too. So you you had said um, last year or a couple years ago after your win at Dodge City that it, it felt kind of flat. Um, what's it mean to to win? You know, with Jason Johnson's name on the on the race and everything. What's it feel like as a driver to win an event that uh, has of that magnitude? Yeah, no, it's, I, I 
I feel, um, you know, it was like battling back and forth for the league. You know, I lost the league twice and got it back. And, um, you know, it was in the last couple laps. You know, I, I wanted, you know, that kind of win. You know, I wanted to fight for a win, you know, a real racing battle. I mean, you know, it, it's exciting for me and, and it's earned and all that kind of stuff. And then, you know, there's a good car count there, you know, it's split qualifying. So the numbers were up and then the quality of cars there, you know, um, that aren't outlaws are really good as well. So, um, you know, I think that adds, adds to it as well. Um, you know, it's just, you know, it's just a lot of fun. World of outlaw racing is, um, not an easy thing. It wasn't easy to win at Dodge city. I don't think it's going to be easy to win any, any world of outlaw race. I just think, um, you know, everybody wants that, you know, when they're racing wing sprint cars is to win with the world of outlaw. So, um, it's fun, you know, it's, it's a rewarding feeling. It's challenging to, to be even in the opportunity to win an outlaw race, lead laps, all, all the, all the aspects of it. So just a lot of fun, you know, and, um, I just now, you know, I won that first one and, you know, it took, it took time and it was later in the season and that year I was having some good runs, but, you know, I feel like now I have the confidence to win anytime I'm in the position to capitalize. You know, I, I don't, you know, it's different when I was first racing, I was racing with Joey and Darren and Shane and Brad and Steve Kinzer and all these guys. I raced with a bunch of young young guys you know and i don't you know like i i i deserve you know everybody works hard at this stuff but i i need to win you know i i i've been out here for a little bit and and i have a life that um a life that i've made out of racing and and i need to win and i don't i don't want to see these these young guys that kind of just walk into these nice rides and these nice opportunities and taking that stuff away from me you know i i want it and 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 i want to beat you know beat these guys bad so i think my my you know edge is different with you know when it comes to that and um i'm just ready for for all my opportunities that get thrown at me really well i was just thinking now you've got yourself dialed in right we're going pretty soon we're going to be in pennsylvania and just knowing, you know, knowing uh, what would it mean? And I, don't, I probably don't want to let yourself look ahead or you don't want to look at I know how the racers are, but it would be hard not to look at see it at Lincoln or Williams Grove, um, you know, with the way you're running and you know those tracks. What do you think you could do out there? Well, you know, like I try to think about, you know, Peavely. I mean, I, I and, you know, the, the race in front of me, I, you know, I'm happy about, my speed this year but i don't want to get ahead of myself and or anything like that or be too proud or anything it's a long long season you know it can smack me right in the face and i'm not winning another race or have an opportunity to win a race might not go quick time again this year or even be in the top five you know things racing you know it'll humble you it's not you know you should enjoy you know that's why it's fun to win on saturday because you can ride ride it out the whole week you know it's you know, that's nice, but not easy. So to win in Pennsylvania would be amazing. You know, Lincoln Speedway, you know, um, right there where our shop's at. But, you know, Pennsylvania is going to be challenging too. You know, it's easy to say like that I know these tracks, but I don't know Lincoln as well as I know Eldora. In my racing career, I've ran Eldora Speedway more than I've ran Lincoln Speedway. So they're all challenges to me. You know, um, my outlaw career is what has gave me lap times at all these tracks i didn't you know my racing career has mainly been the world of outlaws so yes it would definitely mean a ton to me to win in pennsylvania and and you know um place like williams grove that has such a history and everything like that it's a challenging racetrack um lincoln with same kind of deal. It's a little bull ring with a lot of great locals and big car counts, but it just kind of falls all into the same category. There, none of this is easy. All the tracks are different. Um, the the local competitors are different, and they're good at their places, and they run there weekly. It's just you know the the magnitude of Pennsylvania is you know that's where my family's from, 
in our race shops from. So it adds, you know, a bigger punch if you can, you know, win the race. So did your phone blow up Saturday night, Sunday? I mean, I know you're almost, you're, your phone's almost dead now. <laughs> yeah, it's only, I only got 2% now. Uh -oh. But uh, it was, it was, it was dead, you know, and I, you know, it didn't get, like, we hung out in the trailer for a while and, um, you know, I turned it on and it was definitely blowing up, you know. <laughs> It was, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing. You know, I enjoy, I love that support. I love seeing people, you know, be happy for me. I mean, it, it just, I'm glad that, you know, my success on the racetrack can bring happiness to other people's lives and, and, you know, feel some sort of happiness just because, um, I won a race or ran well and, and those, those kind of things. I think that is pretty special. It makes me feel good. And I'm glad that I can share happiness, you know, by winning a race and then giving happiness, you know, to other people as well. From, just get from that. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you work on your happiness, throw that line in there, go after something bigger than a crappie, try to get, you know, I don't know if there's musky <laughs> in there or wherever you're fishing, go get something big, um, work on that this afternoon, have a blast, enjoy this whole week, um, you know, and then go get him at Peevely again. All right, man. I appreciate that. Thank you. Thank you, Jacob. Have a good one. You too, man. See ya. Good to hear uh, from race winner Jacob Allen there. Uh, a nice way to, to get away from the the grind a little bit out there fishing, though. It sounds like he's not having a lot of luck. Yeah, well, I asked him, you know, I said, what are you fishing for? And he's like, I don't know. We were just whatever we could catch. And then <laughs> there was somebody there that was catching a bunch of crappie. So then he was going down the crappie route. And uh, as we heard, uh, somebody from his crew, one of the guys might have got one there. But, uh, you know, that's a nice way to spend a Monday after you just won uh, 15 grand. Especially Saturday that part of the world, yeah. I liked what he said. He's like, when you win on Saturday and you don't race for the till the next weekend, it's nice to enjoy it. Imagine if you win on a Friday, you got to drive yep. down the road. Yep, button you, it up. You know, you got about thirty minutes to think about it before yeah. you're, you know, you're uh, <laughs> all gets washed away oh, at the car wash. There you go. Yeah, yeah. So, well, it was one of our topics. I actually put it on the list um, before Jacob had won there. You know, it seemed like all year Jacob had a lot of speed in qualifying. But man, he put like, and my my question was going to be, you know, what does it take to put all the pieces together? Not just a fast qualifying lap, but to make it through the draw, even. And I I don't know if he's made the topic moot, but I mean, he, he ended up with the win. So, what does it take to be able to put all those pieces together on a consistent basis? Like like guys like Brad Sweet, is it mentality? Is it equipment? Is it luck? I. I mean, yeah, yes. yeah, I mean, it's all that you, you have to have the, the, you know, the luck and everybody said, well, you make your own luck. Um, but there's a certain element of one that that lap car spins in front of you. It's like, well, you know, that was bad luck. What are you supposed to do? You know, yeah. you can't, if the guy spins and you're right on him, you're kind of hosed. But, um, you know, like we said, Jake has been quick all year. Uh, he talked about it in, in our interview about he's really had good motors and, and everything has really kind of come together this year. Um, getting that draw right, you know, getting yourself in the right spot, being able to control the race to a certain extent. Obviously, Brady caught him on uh, Saturday night, and um, you know, but they, he battled back, and the two of them, you know, as Donnie would always say, is you can't win a race if you're following the leader. Mm -hmm. You know, you've got to move, and Jacob did that. He tried to move it. It may may have cost him at one point, but he got back and and. You know, sometimes, as we all know, when you're running second, you're maybe in better position than than the leader because you can see where he is. Yeah. And that was probably a certain extent where, um, you know, when Jacob made the final, his last move to get to the lead, um, you know, Brady was probably, you know, car, car lane left, just left enough room on the bottom there for Jacob to look at. And if you want to win that bad and you see that that hole is there, yep. you're going to put your car in there and hope it sticks right yeah. and, and for the most part it did i mean i, I don't it's they, they touched wheels a little bit but i don't think it it, it didn't upset either car very much and then no. of course brady with the right route going down like we said just a little bit ago it had nothing to do with the contact right yeah so um i just with all the young drivers that i've worked with it, there's always seems to be this moment where they just it clicks it and, clicks and guys will talk about that for a win um jason myers talked about that when he won the championship and he'd been close for so many years, but until you win it, you don't. It's like the 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 final light bulb doesn't go mm -hmm. like, oh, that's how you do it. Yep. 
And then once you do it, you know, he repeated. And and hopefully for Jacob, like when we talked about when he won his first win uh, or got his first victory, uh, was sort of later in the season. So there weren't that many races left. He was at, at Dodge City, and, and we were coming down toward the end of the year. Now, you know, we're in April, and there's a lot of opportunity. We've seen he's been fast all year. Now maybe that that will – uh, give him the the little bit of insight that he needed, like, oh, this is what I needed to do to finally finish this off. I, I needed to do this, mm-hmm. and well, it'll. I, it's all instinctual, I think, in a lot of ways with these guys. I mean, you're, that stuff happens so fast out there that you know, the more you do it, obviously, seat time is is unbeatable. And for him, Jacob's been gaining that seat time, as he mentioned. He really hadn't raced much before he caught on the road with us, right? And can you imagine. <laughs> going to school with the world of outlaws and just getting your butt handed to you yeah. day in and day out by legends. And it, it was funny to hear him talk about how, you know, he just doesn't want these young kids to beat him. Well, yeah. it's like, <laughs> wait a minute, you were one of the young kids <laughs> not, not that long, long ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. But, but yeah. And but so that's, now, that's the thing. I mean, it, you know, I think the thing with him, he's putting himself in position to win these yep. races. Cause yep. Yep. you know, once that I want to look at three top fives so far in this season, mm-hmm. If my memory serves me correctly, that's all he had in 2021 was three. So, and you can check that quickly. I'm, I'm, my math might be off. Wouldn't Ooh, be the first time. Well, for one thing, we're looking at 2021 points. <laughs> oh, <laughs> but hey, yeah. you got lucky. I, he does have three top fives. Okay, yeah. so but but, but that's right. but that's the thing because you put yourself in position to win the race. You know, you know, we talk about it on the late model side with Shepard. You know, consistency. You're right there. Something happens. Hey, you capitalize. You win, and that can be the case. You know, in lap traffic, you get the line to go the right way. You know. Right. Yep. You know, it, it, it's little things like that. Now, is he going to contend for a championship this year, looking at the way things are going? Uh, I, I think I can kind of say when we get here to April, probably not. But, you know, I, he's a guy where he rattles off two, three more wins. I don't think anybody's going to be shocked. He, I mean, he finished 10th in points last year. And if you, if you just look at the Shark stable, like between him and Logan, they have six top fives and 14 uh, top tens. Like they're both those cars are running good. I think that the parity between them two, the two of them, compared to in other years, Logan has run considerably better. And I think that they're they're running pretty similar. So that that's going to be kind of interesting to watch too. And he's he's tenth in points now, 190 points back. He's going to make some of those up. Uh, G, Giovanni Selzy will fall a little bit. Um, I mean, well, he, he's he re- up there. He's realistically ninth because unless something changes, Gio's not running the entire tour. Right. So that's, you know, and he's he's gaining here. You know, he's got Spencer in front of him. He could do something. But Basin's been still another good weekend where he he ran yeah. ran decent. Not really. I it, mean, he's Basin's kind of like in a way what like the way Jacob was right. Basin's had these great runs all year in that car. You know, that's a good car with a good crew chief who knows what they're they're going to be set up. And I you know I got the feeling once Basin gets that win, once it finally all comes together on a night. Uh, it'll be the, the, the light bulb goes off or whatever it is clicks. And, you know, he'll be another one that, uh, you know, could win what you never know. Once you win that first one, what's that the yeah, old saying? The cliche, right? right? That we don't, we don't use in press releases, cliches, yeah. except we use them in headlines every other day. Sure. I don't know what you're talking about, but, uh, but yeah, I mean, it's uh, the old cliche is once you get the first one, the rest of them come a lot quicker. And, you know, we see that from time to time, but. With the way this competition is, you know, we're, like I said, we're going to Peevely this weekend. Uh, we've got, you know, some tracks coming up. Tri-City, we haven't been there in quite a while, so who knows. And Tri-State after that, mm-hmm. which always is a, that, that's always, a, I mean, it's a great night, a great show. But sometimes that's what, that's a track where somebody sneaks up and gets a win that you were not expecting. I mean, Carson Short got a win there a few years yep. ago. Um, but I my pick on him. On the extreme, that was looking good for a little while. It was looking good. Yeah. We, we Boy, were. That, I think I can go on record saying we were all looking good at some point <laughs> yeah. throughout this yeah. night, yeah. and then something happened. Oof, that was. And, a tough and if one. it wasn't the two track deal, we would we could have credited ourselves with one. Yeah, we I could have, but with Larry, but I can't do that. We all got but skunked again. Speaking of guys, you know, we touched on a little bit earlier with the Macho Man Brady Bacon. Now, if you told me you would have been in contention for the Extreme Outlaw win, I would have said, "Yeah, okay, that makes sense." You would have told me he would have been in contention for the win in the NOS Energy Drink Sprint Car race. I might have said, really? And I would have been wrong. Yeah. 
he, he had a great run and almost pulled off winning both of them. I, mm-hmm. I, I'm very impressed with him, especially on the wing side of things. Well, he knows what he's doing. He's been around and, sure. uh, um, you know, for sure in the, in the non-wing car, but again, yeah, obviously the, the competitors, uh, you know, your sweets and shots is, and, uh, all these guys out there that, that they're racing against, but he, you know, it's just, it's a matter of kind of buckling down. We were, so the masters this week this past weekend right? right so we're talking about golf and you know it's you you sometimes like if you're playing golf you'll play to the level of your competition mm-hmm. right and i think it's the same for these guys is they will race to the level of comp they, these guys all have skills i mean you're not out here doing this in a 410 sprint car unless you have the ability to right you know it and, and so it's it's going back to the golf analogy. If you play golf with a bunch of guys that are out there just hacking it up on the course, you're going to hack it up on the course because you're going to play like they're playing, right? You're, so you don't want to play with me, is what you're saying? Well, you know, we, we talked about that last week. About, That's true. Uh, we'll see. <laughs> but if you play with guys, you know, all of a sudden, when when dinner's on the line, when right. money's on the line, right. And you start to focus and you go, okay, I know this is what I need to do. And you get serious about what you're doing. You, you rise to that level. And mm-hmm. that's what, you know, a guy like Brady, he's going to rise to that level because he has all the skills. Right. Oh, the, yeah. the cars are good. So, um, you know, being able to put that thing up there in the front and, uh, and being contention was, was certainly, uh, pretty exciting for, for everybody. And, and, so, you know, when you have the non-wing fans now tuning in to watch, it just adds another whole element of the intensity of the atmosphere of the event and all mm-hmm. that because now you've got people that are, they've got a rooting interest on both sides of it. Right. It's, it's like at World Finals when somebody runs two divisions. Mm-hmm. Um, all of a sudden, everybody in the stands, they, they'll start to root for that one guy, whoever that might be. Did Brady run with us at, at uh, Volusia for Dirt Car Nationals? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think that he did. I don't think he did. Well, they were different weeks. So. Right. Yeah, I actually, I, I want to say the non-win guys were racing somewhere else, too. Yeah, they were somewhere else, and then he, Brady, was flipping cars. That's true. It's <laughs> a Monday and Tuesday night anyway, so. Yes. Do, um, do we have another double header where it's the NOS Engineering Sprint Cars with the wings? Yeah, um, we've got, throughout the season, I think we've got uh, a few more. Are they, I might be getting the two extreme, I believe, Peebly. The second time around is one of them. Those are midgets. If, okay, I mean, the midgets will the midgets will be there during Ironman weekend, and then the the non-wing sprints are with you guys in the late models at Peavely, right? That's might be right. I'm getting, I know I'm getting it messed up. Somewhere. If only we didn't have 15 monitors and three computers in this room that we could look it up. Like I said, I know my late model schedule off the top of my head. I don't know <laughs> the rest of them. Uh, I know yeah. where we're going next week. Yeah, that's right. I know yeah. where I'm not going next for this week. Yeah, so the uh, sprint cars will be at Peavely with uh, the late models at the end of June. Uh, yeah, there we go. I knew, I knew they were with somebody. And the Summer Nationals. And the Summer Nationals. That's going to be a hell of a weekend. Yeah, a, you got which the... Let's clarify this now. That is not three separate races. No. The no, Summer no, no. Nationals and the Outlaws are combined. So as far as I'm concerned, that's our show. Well, it's a late model show. Yeah, so, yeah there we go. We'll at least say that. And then the yeah. non-wings are... And the non-wings will be there. As, will the Summit... Um, Modifieds will be there, too? I think so. That's going to be a Midwest showcase extraordinaire. That's pretty awesome. So, yeah, you got the midgets running with the Ironman. So we'll see it maybe a couple more times through the years. People have a chance to to do the doubleheader. Um, We need to see if somebody... Well, no, yeah, it's not... I mean, unless Brady's getting in a late model. Yeah. Right, which, hey, you never know. You never know. That's that's the next double we need to see. Who's going to... Right. Get Brandon Shepard. Get him him in a non-wing sprint car. No, I want him in World Finals as a big block. Or, or all th- yeah. I want that. Okay. A little bias there. How did we jump to that? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I thought I, I was Gu- bad with I tangents. Know Ryan Gustin wants to run a big block when it comes to the late model and big block side, but we'll get we'll, we'll we'll get to that. You know who also wants to do that is Bill Rose. Really? Yes. That'd be cool. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Bill Rose wants to run a big block at World Finals. Actually, Bill Rose said he'd do it at Super Dirt Week too if we found him red. Oh, let's maybe we get on that. You know. Get Jim Crosey to call up the operator. We'll get him. I'm going to stop with my song references here oh my. the rest of the day. Um, but <laughs> now, while Brady Bacon was good, Jacob Allen was good, let's be honest, Robert Ballou was the whole effing show on Saturday night when he, in that race. Coming from deep 
out of the uh, last chance showdown to come up and contend for the win. He was very impressive in that race, and I thought he was going to sneak it away from Leary right at the end. Yes. I don't know much more to add. I mean, you said everything. You said the whole thing. No, I'm, I mean, he, he, he came right through the field. It's, it is so exciting just to watch that, you know, to, to, I mean, that's why there's a hard charger award, right? Mm -hmm. Because watching those guys, uh, you know, he was always Jack on the sprint car side, which was like, right. It should be named after him, the hard charger award, but just watching those guys come through the field and, you know, it's not easy to do, obviously. None of this is easy to do. But uh, in order to pass that many cars in that short of a time, you're, you you just got to be on it. And, and keep in mind, too, he had some trouble earlier in the night. I believe he was light during one of the either qualifying or the heat race. So he, he had some work cut out for him. But it seems like that sets up some of the best yeah. <laughs> racing, like Gustin and Sharon last Story year, line. for example. Yeah. You know, I hate to say that it's usually the misfortune leading to the fortune like that, but that's usually the case. So the last thing from Saturday night we do need to talk about, though, of course, we only ran a 30-lap feature on Saturday night with the NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars and set it to schedule 41. And yep. I, I want to say Carlton definitely made the right call on that one without question. Yes. It could have ended up bad if we went 41. It happens. It happens throughout the year, weather conditions, um, you know, these guys try to prep tracks. Uh, they they all know their own tracks. They know what to do, and you never know what the, the conditions that are faced as the night goes on. Temperatures dropping, humidity, this, and mm -hmm. it's a science. The whole thing's a science project, right? I mean, how nobody's entered that? How to prep a dirt track into a science fair yet? <laughs> uh, you know, maybe I'll push that on my kid, but. Uh, that's you know so it is what it is and and everybody it's, just, it's the old saying that nobody likes to hear but it's true it's the same for everybody yeah right so yeah it's an equal it doesn't change anything for from competition standpoint i mean we don't have pit stops so we don't have to that doesn't change your strategy as far as when you're going to take fuel or tires or anything like that so you know i think it was the best call and it turned out to be a hell of a race and mm -hmm. um is what it is yeah i mean uh, like i said in gravel the first one when he got out of the car and said, hey, this is yep. the right move because could have been popping tires left and right. Yep. And it, it just gets in a situation, are you waiting around? If you're the first one to go, are you going to be the one that wins? And that's it, never fun. And I'll say this, and, and Johnny uh, pointed out a couple times on social media over the weekend, thanking Brady. So when Brady had that tire go, yep. he didn't stop on the track. Mm -hmm. He didn't stop in the corner. He took that thing off the track. And that allowed that race to go because that's when you start to see that happen is you get under caution um, you know, the heat cycles, the heat cycles, the, yeah. the air pressure goes down that, you know, so, um, you know, kudos to him for thinking about the show. That was, yeah, that was, uh, that's professional. And he's, he's like that. He's got that mindset. So it was, yeah. So on the late model side of things, we switch gears for a second. A little bit of a change to the schedule coming up on May 20th. It'll now be the race that was at Thunder Martin Mountain Speedway, the one in Knoxdale, Pennsylvania. We'll be moving to Marion Center Raceway. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. Thunder Mountain will not be opening for the 2022 season. Yep. But turns out we're heading to a quarter-mile bullring. It's a cool-looking track. I can live with that. It's a cool-looking track. I don't know the history. We've never been there. Do No. So that sets up now two nights in a row where we're going to tracks we've never been to. Because mm. you open up at Bloomsburg, then you go to Marion Center. And, well, guess which World of Outlaws driver has more experience than anybody on those two racetracks? Max Blair. Yeah. This is this could set up for him to stay in contention very uh, easily. Yeah, I bet his notebook is pretty deep for those two tracks. Uh, compared to everybody else's, I would say absolutely. And for fans, that's just a little bit down the road, too. It's not 40, that 40 minute drive down the road. It, you're like uh, our travel plans for the weekend. Yep. Really doesn't change much at all. Yep. Because I believe I, I have to go back through and look at the itinerary. I believe we're moving back towards Port Royal that night anyway. Mm -hmm. So because you run Port Royal that Saturday, but it'll be interesting. But, you know, you're going to get some battles from the Pennsylvania guys because I'm sure Hess will be there. I'm sure you're going to get a lot of guys that are going to contend. And Saturday, when, is he a Pennsylvania guy? You'll see Saturday at Port Royal, guaranteed. I, yeah. can't, I can't guarantee the other two nights. So if you're Max Blair and you've got this notebook, which you know he's had success most likely at those tracks. I I don't, I don't know if he has or not, but I'm going to guess he has. He just won there last year. Yeah, well, okay, there you go. Thank you. That's why you're the late model guy. That's right. Um, so... Uh, do you share your info nope. or do you 
I mean, I, if I'm him, I'm going to be selfish. Mm-hmm. But do you lead somebody off, off on a different tangent? Oh yeah, this is what you want to do. This is what I had for pressure in the air. This is what this was my I shock think setup. It, it depends on depends on who you're talking to. I can remember Franklin County the, the first year the UARA went there and we'd run the bunch of weekly shows there. You tell the squirrels, you give them a little help. So when you're lapping them, you don't get taken out. But the competition, yeah, you might you might be a few pounds different on what you're really putting in the tires. I, I personally think Max is the type of guy where he's not going to lead anybody in the wrong direction. And if I'm wrong, well, then Max Blair has definitely tipped me off the wrong way. Yeah. But <laughs> I don't think he's going to exactly give the notebook out either. No. I think he's going to say, I'm going to beat you, but I'm going to beat you my way. So, like, you know, so my phone would be, you know, oh, man, phone wasn't working. I, I'm sorry. I didn't get you. You know, yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't see your message. Sorry, man. Yeah, I didn't have any reception. I, I that didn't come through. Well, if that was Cedar Lake, anybody can get away with that. But <laughs> well, there's a lot of tracks. I mean, uh, Fairbury's not much better, to be fair. Well, Fairbury, you had everybody in the town at the racetrack. <laughs> that also <laughs> that also has a little bit to do with it. It's something like triples the population there. But yeah, me and me and Bill had to walk all the way down to the Circle K to use our phones. Yeah, that that actually year. was all right. That that brings up a topic I want to have. What what do you think is the worst place that you've been? Where it comes to like doing your job on a phone, self service. I can't say Cedar Lake because I have a friend of mine that knew the Wi-Fi password and helped me out tremendously. Boom. Yeah, I mean, same I with Fairbury. I don't travel. I'm usually in the office. Oh, so. I mean, it's there were well, I, okay. So we'll use this. I'll, I'll go back and use this story. Now it's not like this anymore, but we were at Attica in. 2005 whatever so you know most people were familiar with that trailer that came out of that so we got to attica and the phone at the track was out in the box the press box Mm -hmm. and there was no wi-fi no cell service we were in a black hole and we eventually so we ran the race did everything but there was no dirt vision and back then it was just for the most part just audio right i mean occasionally there would be a we'd do video from here or there but it was basically johnny would do the audio and we all got back to the hotel i think we were staying at a quality inn and tiffin if i remember right uh and got our email and there was like 30 messages from the dirt vision studio guys at the time which was in new york at that time yep going what is going on we can't get a hold of you da, 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 da. The whole the whole thing was like well, we, we there was nothing. We, it wasn't like I could go down the street into the town in hope. That right, there, there was no signal anywhere. But uh, and so out of that came uh, at the end of that season is when we we sat down and we were like, look, if if we want to be able to do things big time, mm-hmm. um, at that point I'd come out of at that point I was still kind of just coming out of the newspaper world where I'd been covering NASCAR and IndyCar and NHRA and all that, and so you go into these media centers and yeah you don't even have to go watch the race you can sit in the media center and practically cover the, the race time get free and, food and so you know I'm, I'm sitting there going look we were at attica in july and it was a tremendous night great race stevie smith won the it was the brad Doty classic mm. and stevie smith won the race tremendous thing and we couldn't tell anybody about it while we were there yeah <laughs> it, it just it was like it happened but you know if the tree falls in the forest did it really make a noise and so you know out of that came our first trailer our our media trailer dunlap uh brian dunlap got that thing going over the off season we rolled it into volusia we hadn't even lettered it up yet still no decals or anything it was a plain white trailer but it had the it's it's now currently the super dirt car series mm-hmm. command center it's got the window that opens on the side and the scoring monitors but we had tvs in there and scoring and all that and that thing was pretty cool there for a while, and and I I I love that trailer. That, that every time I go to a super dirt car race, it's like ah, oh, there's my trailer. Yeah, <laughs> that's like I I go back to that story of to how that trailer came to light because we put a satellite on it so that we could in in a pinch, if we were somewhere that we couldn't get a signal or you couldn't do whatever, we could put that satellite up and we could still at least get mm-hmm. the broadcast to go out. And of course. If the satellite blipped or something, then we were then we were in trouble. But. Fast forward to 2019, 2020, we did the same thing again for Dervision Video Dervision, because yeah. now it's we've run into that issue before, oh, and we're not going to do that again. I, and I say that it's it's where they are now with Dirt Vision. In to remember back to where we were, not 
you know, all that long ago. It wasn't that long ago, Big no. scheme of things. It's, yeah. It's, it's pretty amazing what they're doing now. We basically are rolling out like a regular TV truck to these races mm-hmm. and satellites and all these different things to to make sure that fans don't have a bad experience. So I think it was my first year here was the first year we did all the seasons or all the yeah. races, 2019. Yeah, I mean, just think about that. It was we, we thought it was cool. At one point, it was like, yeah, you have audio, free audio from every race. Yeah. Now you've got video. You can watch every race you want. Not, I mean, not just the series races, but now you're talking – Cut it all. You know, the, the tracks from Houston's and Jackson, Jacksonville, and in Attica. You know, yep. think about the, the irony of that. Now. That is ironic, yeah. Now we, we broadcast Attica's races um, every week, so uh, all the way over to Williams Grove and whatnot. So Perth, Australia. Perth, Australia, yeah. which that's, that'd be a long cable. That was a lot, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was a long cable. That took a lot of time to run that cable. Run that cable, yeah. Yeah. But no, I mean, it's just, it's, it is amazing to think about how far a lot of this stuff has come. And there are people that come into the sport now and they don't remember what it was just 10 years ago. It's taken for granted now. Yeah. And I mean, now if you, you're watching a a 1080 broadcast of a sprint car race from the other side of the country and the pitcher freezes for a few seconds, there's a meltdown. (laughs) It's like, you don't understand. Like 10 years ago, you had to read about it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, give it a sec. It'll be fine. (laughs) I mean, it wasn't that long ago where you didn't know what happened until you got the the paper in the mail like a week like later. A week later, yeah, <laughs> it's so, true. So my worst one, without question, and granted, I'm I'm still very new to this. I, I state line was definitely that was a challenge. State line that was a challenge to do my job last I year. I don't remember having an issue there. I well, Verizon didn't. We were we were all struggling with Verizon. Could be, but I I had to actually sit up in the tower and live tweet the race on my computer one other thing that dirt vision has given us is now we've we've been in situations where we're a man short or something and you can cover the race at home there's a you know there's a delay but (laughs) first off (laughs) let me tell you i got a story about that too let me let me first say though i wouldn't want to do that you wouldn't want you don't want to do that but but in a pinch we you know a flight gets canceled or something and what are you gonna well you know what so Way back, so there was there were a couple nights where, for whatever reason, I couldn't get to the track. So I'm covering it off of Johnny's audio. Yeah, we didn't have video; we just Johnny's audio, and you know, and I so I, I uh, so I'm listening to the race. Well, Johnny calls a great race, mm-hmm. right? Absolutely. Sometimes Johnny calls a better race than is actually happening. That is also correct. I'll, you know, some, and you can watch it now. I mean, he is. That's why he's in the Hall of Fame mm-hmm. or going in the Hall of Fame this summer is. is his talent for for being able to call that action, and I so I wrote a race report. Uh, I don't remember, might have been off of a race in Colorado, um, but I had written it off of uh, off of Johnny's audio. I mean, I'm taking copious notes every lap, every you know, and we didn't have race monitor or, yeah. or my uh, my race pass. We didn't have any of that stuff, um, so. I am uh, writing everything down that he's calling because, you know, Johnny, he'll read off every lap time. every mm-hmm. and So at the end of the night, I call him and get a couple more details and some color. And then I call each of the drivers that afterwards got the top three or top five. I used to try to get comments from the top five after each race. And because Steve used to win so often, it was like, okay, well, Steve's Who not going to tell you anything new. So I kept going <laughs> down the down the line. But uh so I wrote this one race report, and I, I want to say it was Darren Pittman who goes, hey, what race were you watching? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, what do you mean? He's like, that wasn't even that close. I'm like, oh, well. Oops, well, it wasn't the, the radio world. <laughs> yeah. well, when you told him, he probably laughed at that. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they, they all got a kick out of it, but, yeah, it was. I think that that's an inherent part of of listening to a radio broadcast of any sport. I mean, baseball's a, a baseball radio is one of my favorite things to listen to in the world. You yes. didn't grow up listening to John Sterling. That's all I'm going to say. Well, no. It is high. It is far. It's at the wall in and what? out. Harry no. Carey. I mean, Harry Carey so growing great, up yeah. as a Cubs fan, it's way back. It might be. It could. Oh, Ivan, you know, yeah. Ivan, hey, the shortstop. Can, he calls the shortstop's your... name. It's like, what's the shortstop? That thing was. How did the What's shortstop the catch that thing? How far way back was okay, it? Okay. Okay. How many Budweiser's had you had? Fifteen. And that's before he sang "Take Me Out to the Yeah. Oh, yeah. It was, it was Mayor of Rush Street. 
I don't even remember the guy's name. I was a Mariners fan, but yeah, scratchy AM radio on a baseball Mariners game. Mariners fan. Yeah. Well, he's from, he's from the Pacific Northwest. Yeah. I suppose. I mean, at least I'm not some guy that moves somewhere and becomes a UNC fan all of a sudden. No, I've been a UNC fan since I was in New York. I don't want to hear that. Okay. <laughs> I live and die, and when the case of the Vikings, it's die a lot by well, my how teams. How do you become a Vikings fan? My uncle's a Packers fan, so I just went against him. But we're getting we're getting off the I like that. Off the, but That's you, we met, solid reasoning. We mentioned New York. I don't like either one of you. We mentioned <laughs> we mentioned New York. We mentioned New York. So the Super Deer Car Series doesn't get started till May third up in Bridgeport. But yep. a lot of the New York tracks are getting started with the weekly racing coming up this week, which is a huge part. Bridgeport's of in New Club. Jersey. Mm. Okay, I said that. So mm. some of the New York tracks are getting started this some, week. I know where Bridgeport is. Might as well be something. in Pennsylvania. New something track. It's right over the Delaware. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you done? Yeah, I'm done. I'm done. But a lot I'm of good. a lot of tracks getting started. I know, and this one, I know the, the hometown crowd's coming out right here. Albany, Saratoga gets started this week. Orange County gets started this week. Supposed to actually start last week weekly, but uh, Mother Nature reared its ugly head. There uh, seems to be a theme. Yeah, it was. I don't know where where you all were this weekend, but I was in a tent with 21 Boy Scouts. Not one tent. That's a big <laughs> let, me, let me preface that. We all had our own tents. I'm going to get myself in trouble, and I don't even need to. But it was, it was 30 degrees yesterday morning, and that was the, that was the temperature that feels like I think it was 26. But I will say this, Dirt Vision worked <laughs> in my tent. So basically how I judge how warm it is in the mornings and stuff, I like to go outside and have coffee on my patio. Mm-hmm. Just relax, have a nice, peaceful morning. Yeah, that wasn't happening this no. past weekend. Well, too cold? Yeah. Hmm. That was as cold as I've ever been in a tent. You have not camped where I've camped. No. <laughs> Mick, I can safely <laughs> say there's probably a lot of things you've done we haven't. Hey. I didn't say it was a bad thing. I'm just saying... Yeah, it's probably true though. Uh, yeah, see? <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. There was that one night in Sheboygan. Don't, I don't, don't even don't even go don't, <laughs> no, don't no, tell no. me about Sheboygan. No. I'm um, not going down that let's, road. Let's take a break and come back with picks at this point. Ever wonder what drivers use when they're working at the track? Our good friends from dirtcarlifts.com provide the perfect setup in the pits. Catch both our World of Outlaws case construction equipment late models and World of Outlaws NOS energy drink sprint car teams using them throughout the season. That's DirtCarLifts.com. All right. Well, we are back for picks. We only have um, two races to pick. Doubleheader at Peavely. Uh, oh, good, because we're so good at picking more and so, more races. Yeah. Well, okay, at least this week we were all legitimately in the ballpark. Yeah, yeah, my guy won a heat race, I think, Lear, for the... Lear. For the Wingless. I had Leary Wright on the wrong night. Yeah. I was close to getting bacon. Close to getting bacon. Yeah. Uh, was that on for your cheeseburger or just on the side? You know what? Move on. <laughs> the uh, That being said, none of us had Jacob Allen. I don't think. Uh, no, not even on the radar. That's that's unfortunate, but is what it is. So, Mike, uh, you going to go first there? Uh, yep. We're going to pick by night? Yeah. Are, are uh, the laps counts the same each night? For this one, I think they might. Yeah, I think they, they are because there's not the qualifier like that. Now, man. now I think we're doing so bad. We need to institute a rule here. If it's the same track, you pick two drivers. If either if they win on either night, you get one point. You can't get them both unless you pick them for both nights. So that's fair. Who you got at Perth? Oh, good point. Uh, uh. The guy that crosses the line first. What's that guy that played uh, Crocodile Dundee? Is he, is Paul he, Hogan. Is Paul Hogan. Paul running? Hogan. <laughs> I was gonna say Peter Britton, but that's that's the only other uh it's the only other one I know. All right. Uh here we go. Let's let's uh hey, speaking of that, you see Carrie Madsen, they're gonna start heading uh heading to the Midwest. I did see that. Yeah. Nice. They may be on they may be running with us before too long. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna go with the driver out of Watertown, Connecticut in first race. I'm gonna take gravel on Friday, then on Saturday night. I'm going to go Sheldon. Hard not to pick Sheldon at, yeah, say, at Peavely. He's only like lapped the field twice, you know. Like, yeah. Right? We, yeah. we should almost just. Which like, means you know if I picked him twice, he, we would not win we either. We should almost so. just not allow Sheldon that's at not how this. Well, that's not how that works. <sighs> I think Spencer Basin gets it done one time. 
And I think Logan Shuhart is going to want to get another win there for the Shark Shark Boys on uh, Saturday night. So I'm that's what I'm going based in. Is that what I said? Based in and Shuhart. Mm, those are good picks. I, uh, I, I mean, I don't want to pick like you know. I don't want to pick the same guy. But how do you not pick Sheldon, right? Right. But it's April. If it was August, I would probably I'll go. So I'm going to go. Uh, I'm going to go shots with one of them. He's due. Yeah. He's more than due. Yeah. And he can win there. I've seen it happen. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to go. Uh, hmm. You know what? I'm going to go with Craig Kinzer on one of the nights. That name stuck out to me, too. And I've seen Craig win there, too. And I did text Mr. Graziano ahead of time. We did get his two picks. Oh, good. He is going with Simon Paginot on the first night. Oh, good. And, yeah. And uh, Rena's VK on the second night. Those are two Indy car drivers. Can, do you mind spelling those for me so I can <laughs> not put them? A, not a chance. <laughs> Pagino. Oh, well, he won, at least Pagino won an Indy 500, right? Yeah. yeah. He won the Indy 500 a couple of years. Well, ago. I didn't want to say Scott Dixon and like give us you know two easy names that everybody knows. I wanted to have a little fun with that. Yeah. But I'm not doing it. Division no, no. schedule. All right, coming up on the Division schedule, we got Millbridge coming up on Wednesday. That's tonight, assuming you're listening to this on Wednesday. That is mm-hmm. kicking off. In just a little bit. Then we got on Friday, we have the weekly Could be racing. tonight on Friday, too, because you could be listening to this on Friday. <laughs> well, you know what? All right. Sorry. It's Wednesday. Wednesday. Right. Hump day for Hump those day. scoring at home. All right. I'm All right. On. Friday, weekly racing from both Attica and Williams Grove. Then we have the World of Outlaws Not Center during sprint cars. And Extreme Outlaw Sprint. Is that right? That is not right. That is not right. It's just the World of Outlaws <laughs> NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars at I-55. Perth coming on at that's 1 a.m. Bad so. copy and paste there. Yeah, yeah copy that's real from bad. last week. That's nice. <laughs> My bad. What kind of uh, PR team is this? Well, I mean, we're losing our number one editor, so. Good point. Anyway. Yeah, that means you got to get to read my stories now. Yeah. I'm in trouble. Anyway, um, just we, like old times. On Saturdays, we got weekly events from Knoxville and uh, Skipper's Playground, the Volusia Speedway Park down in Florida, our good buddy Skipper. We got to make sure, make sure we mention all the PR guys here. Yeah, yeah. Then uh, back to I-55, where it's just the uh, World of Outlaw Sprint Cars, and then we'll have Millbridge on the back end on Tuesday night coming up after that. So there's your Dirt Vision schedule for the week, and uh, this is my last week off. Thank God. Your last week off? Yeah, last weekend where I'm not racing. Oh, last weekend off, I guess. Yeah, I guess. Anyway, thanks for joining us. We will see you next week. <laughs>